Hello and welcome to Radius Coffee Talk. I'm your host, Liam O'Brien, community organizer here at Radius Cowork. Coffee Talk is a short-form podcast where I interview Radius members and share their stories, insights, and experiences. We hope that this podcast can help you learn a little bit more about one of our many members and help foster more connections in our community. For anyone tuning in for the first time, Radius Cowork is a co-working space located on the ninth floor of the Renaissance Building in downtown Erie, PA. We're passionate about Erie's downtown revitalization and contribute by providing freelancers, remote workers, and small businesses with better services, facilities, and community to get work done. Learn more about us at radiusco.work. With me today is Ashley Sanger. Ashley is the owner of Language Collaborations, where she provides on-site custom workforce English training programs to businesses in the Erie area. Ashley has worked with English language learners since 2011. In addition to working in K-12 public schools, she has worked as an instructor at the ELS Language Center at Point Park University, an ESL instructor at Gannon University, as well as a faculty and staff trainer for Gannon's Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning. In 2017, she had the idea to start her own ESL business, and in 2018, she signed her first contract with a company here in Erie. She's been featured in various media, such as the WQLN We Question and Learn and Erie Reader's Five Daring Entrepreneurs of 2019. In her free time, Ashley enjoys spending time with her two children, trying new restaurants with her husband, and sampling as many hot sauces as possible. Ashley, welcome to Radius Coffee Talk. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I figured we could start with what was the first language you learned besides English and what, what drew you to that? Um, so if we're going to go really far back, the first time that I decided to learn a new language was because I was in eighth grade and I was thinking about taking German and I had uh, a boy that sat behind me and t- he told me that he wanted to take a Spanish class. And I thought to myself that I really wanted to be in a Spanish class with him. And so against my better judgment, I decided to go to the Spanish classes, but it ended up being the best experience. And that's what started with me loving Spanish. And it really changed the course of my life. And, you know, I haven't seen him since. I went to a very large high school. I don't think I was ever in a class with him, ever. Um, and I don't know what he does right now. But he changed my life. <laughs> and He speaks Spanish a little bit, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably did. So, um, so that led me to um, then learning Spanish in college. I got a minor in Spanish. And then that helped curve me to English as a second language. So it really set the tone for everything. Um, and uh, now I practice the Spanish a little bit, but now I'm teaching people that speak many different first languages. Wow. So you, you can work with anyone really from any language. And that's something that I think surprised me when I first met you is I thought, oh, she must have a specialty for Spanish speakers or for whatever languages. But you can go in and teach someone even if you don't speak their native language. How does that work? So, yes, right now, I actually just counted yesterday, I teach um, people that speak nine different first languages. So, um, and our common language is English. So I'm teaching beginners really just vocabulary. So the only way that we can communicate is very, very basic. Um, And a lot of that sometimes is even just acting out different things, um, showing pictures. Sometimes I'll even put pictures on my phone to kind of generate new vocabulary. Um, But then that ranges the whole way to advanced speakers. I have a uh, woman that 
um, her job is customer service for an insurance company. So all day she speaks in English, but she just needs a little bit more pronunciation help. So her and I can obviously speak about anything. And it's a different experience, but all of it is teaching ESL. And all of it's very fun, no matter what the level that they're at. Wow, that's great. Language learning is super interesting to me. I've um, been lucky. I was born into a Portuguese family, right? Brazilian. So I speak Portuguese since I was a child. So that made Spanish a little easier since they're so similar. Um, but I really love trying to learn other languages. I've tried to learn Mandarin. And right now I'm working on Italian because I'm going to Italy for school. And yeah, it's super cool. And I think a lot of people don't realize it's pretty tricky I think to teach someone a language, I've I did um, English tutoring when I was living in Brazil, really basically just conversationally helping people. Um, but it made me it challenged me a lot because you have to know how to describe what you're talking about nouns, verbs, adjectives, grammar, um, you know, infinitive stuff like that that a lot of people don't think about because we already speak our language. Yes, yes, English is pretty difficult. It's definitely not the most difficult. With Mandarin, is the most difficult one. Um, so English is difficult. Um, the pronunciation is difficult. One of the things I'm learning a lot is our spelling is very, very difficult. Um, lots of silent letters. Um, sometimes the, there are just probably three different letters and a word that can be dropped. And so somebody that's brand new trying to learn English, it's difficult for them to be able to read it because the spelling is so difficult and them trying to learn what the word is and then trying to use it later on. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Um, I, I think I, I was lucky to also be born speaking English because it's such a tricky language for, for foreigners to learn. Yes. Um, so I saw on your LinkedIn posts about when you did your trip to Mexico and you said you started dreaming in Spanish. What was that like for the first time? Because I've only once in a while will have a dream in Portuguese, but I have to be in Brazil for a while to really get it. Yes. And so that's when I think that I really started to understand Spanish so much deeper that I was actually thinking of it, you know, in my in my dream. And I think that that's the only way you can is if you're immersed in it every single day because it it was so different than when I took Spanish in high school and when I was taking classes in college because really for that hour I was only speaking Spanish but then I would go home and I'm talking to my roommates or my family in English so then when I lived down there I was speaking the entire day in Spanish I was writing papers in Spanish and the family I lived with were actually they lived in Cuernavaca Mexico and so for them the only way that I could speak to them was by Spanish. So I had roommates and they, it was kind of funny. I, they ended up being from Pennsylvania. And so I lived with five other girls, but I knew Spanish the most. So I was translating for them all day too with the family. So, so much of my life involved speaking Spanish that that's kind of when I started to actually dream about it. And that was very odd. I thought it was cool, though, that I knew enough Spanish to have a dream about it. But it was it was kind of odd. Uh, another time I thought it was odd was I'm try I was trying to talk to my mom about something and I couldn't remember the word in English. But you could in Spanish. But in Spanish. And it was post office. I remember distinctly it was the word post office. And I could not think in English how to say the word post office. I've felt that before. I think every now and then I'll be talking to someone in English and I'll think of the word in Portuguese. It's so random how it happens, too. Yes. That's, that is, it's crazy how our brains work. And we can store all these different vocabulary sets. Mm. And just like the 
plasticity of our brains too with that. Yes. So that's funny. <laughs> uh, so when did you decide to start your own business? I, I, in your bio, it said 2017. But what was the what was the moment that you were like, oh, I gotta do this? So I was invited by a boss of mine to go to the Wild Conference, um, which is a conference all for women in business. And while I was there, they kept talking about reaching for more, being able to um, diversify what you're doing in your professional life. And as I was sitting there, I'm like, I need to do something more because I loved ESL so much, but I knew that I wanted to do more with it than what I was currently doing. So I really decided at that conference, I think I went home and told my husband that day, I said, I think I want to start my own business. Um, and this is what I wanted to do. And it was actually pretty much exactly the same thing that I do right now. It really hasn't changed that much. But at the time, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know what the ideal time to start a new business, but I had a six-month-old son. And I was obviously trying to navigate that. And then I just added starting my new business to it. So it hasn't been easy. My first year in business, I had my daughter. Uh, second year business was COVID. And so it it hasn't been the easiest time. But I remember somebody telling me that you better start now because in a year from now, you'll wish that you started then. It's so true. I think another thing that separates business owners, or I should say like people that are more entrepreneurial in spirit are that you realize that it's you're never going to be 100% ready, you kind of have to go in with a little bit of experimentation and, and willingness to fail, right? And willingness to just figure it out. Yes. I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur, but at that moment, I knew that the position that I wanted and how I wanted to continue in ESL wasn't available to me. So I just thought, I'm just going to do it myself. And I'm typically not like that. I love structure. I don't like taking a lot of risks. But I knew if I just wanted to continue with something I love, I just had to do it myself. And so now I feel like I'm much more of a risk taker. Now that I have my footing, now I feel like I can do so much more. Um, and I'm not as nervous to share ideas or try something new. On the topic of being a risk taker and trying something new, I heard that you're a hot sauce enthusiast. Oh, I just love hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> So is it like you like hot for hot or hot for flavor? Like what do you – what's your go? So I love hot for flavor. My husband and I have been traveling a little bit and each place I'm trying to buy a new hot sauce just to, you know, try out different things. You know, small businesses that – like in Charleston that have their own hot sauces. There, We went to the market in Charleston and there was – a specific um, area that was just hot sauces that this woman had a hot sauce business. And, oh, I was just so excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I love hot sauce as well. People always think I'm crazy with the amount I've put on stuff. But oh, yes. I don't know. Um, the it's, Mexican it's that Latin American influence, right? <laughs> yes. The Mexican restaurant in my hometown, it was funny. Even when I was in high school, anytime I would sit down, they would bring me the green habanero hot sauce. Before I even ordered anything, they knew that's what I wanted because I had always asked for it. So they would just bring it to my table. They knew that's what I wanted. And now it's still my favorite hot sauce is that green habanero sauce. I, I know exactly the one you're talking about. I get that every time I go to El Amigo. I always yes. put that on my guacamole. Yes. And you know what? I don't know if I've ever seen it in stores. 
Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know where they're getting the special hot sauce from, but I really need to buy like a whole carton of it. So. So tell me about maybe your first contract that you got when you started your ESL business. Um, maybe how did it come about, and and what was that first experience like? So my first contract was at a plastics manufacturer, and it was a great contract because they had already had um, an ESL teacher that worked there before. And it was perfect timing because she was just about to retire, and they needed somebody. And I walked in, and we started chatting, and they said that they were looking somebody for somebody to fill that position. And I've been there ever since. So in July of this year will be the fifth year that I've worked at this company. So it was kind of, it was yeah, it was already established. And it was nice because they already knew what to expect from it. So it was a great transition into going from academia to going to working with businesses, which is completely different. Um, so since then it's grown and I'm not only in manufacturers, I'm also in different, um, industries as well. So that I'm always will be appreciative that they've given me that chance because that made me feel confident that I could actually do this job. And it's something that I enjoy and have continued to enjoy. Cool. Cool. So any future business plans? Because I know you said your business has been pretty consistent since you started. So is there any changes that you're looking at for the future? So one of the things that I'm going to do with expansion this year is starting to offer Spanish classes for English speakers. So that was something that we don't have in Erie, any in-person Spanish classes. And I thought that it would be good just to test the waters with that. So I'm going to start a 10-week pilot program. I want it to be really casual. It's going to be for adults that are maybe taking a, a trip this summer and they want to learn how to order a drink, how to order food, how to do you know different things just to be able to talk with the locals. Yeah. So I thought that that would be a good way to kind of test the waters and see if this is a good thing, if people are receptive to it. And then we can maybe start other classes as well. So another thing is that I plan on expanding my business to Pittsburgh. I had learned that Pittsburgh is a big resettlement city. And so I, and I'm from close to the Pittsburgh area. So it makes me feel better that I'm at least familiar with the landscape. And, but I am looking to expand my business to Pittsburgh as well, which brings some scary challenges. I, I'm nervous about hiring. Yeah. I'm nervous about dealing with new businesses and, and and all of that. I'm excited, though, because this is kind of the first time that I've really thought about expanding my business in the last five years. That's great. So what's the best way for people to learn more about you or your business language collaborations or just get in touch with you? Uh, the best way to get a hold of me or to see what I'm doing in my business is to check out my LinkedIn page. So it's just like language collaborations. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Ashley. It was great talking to you. All right. It was great talking to you, too. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Radius Coffee Talk. To learn more about the space, facilities, and community, or to schedule a tour to see it for yourself, please visit radiusco.org.